Hello, you're listening to the Voice Over Hour podcast, season two, with special sponsors, Audient, Studio Spares, Black Cat Music Studio Bricks, Hindenburg, and Sennheiser. My name's Rachel Naylor, and I'm your host. I've been a voice actor for over 20 years, working in all areas of voiceovers, including video games, commercials, promos, and narration. I'm editor of The Buzz magazine, founder and director of The VoiceOver Network, and I'm also a multi-award winning entrepreneur. The VoiceOver Network is the number one place for voiceover professionals to get the best training, help, support, opportunities, and access to an amazing supportive community. We are all about helping, supporting, and strengthening the voiceover industry. The VoiceOver Hour podcast? Well, it takes you behind the scenes in the voiceover industry, sharing stories, insights, and so much more. They'll be dropping every Tuesday. They'll be up to an hour long, some more, some less. I'll be talking to some fantastic experts in our industry, including voice actors, agents, producers, and casting directors. They'll be sharing their stories, as well as information and advice to help you with your voiceover journey. I started the VoiceOver Network seven years ago because I wanted to create a safe place for voiceover professionals to come together, to help and support each other, to get the right information and to strengthen this incredible industry we work in. The VoiceOver Network is a global community of voiceover professionals and I'm so proud of what we've created. I want to empower you on your journey. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the VoiceOver Hour podcast. Today, we've got an amazing guest for you. It is the incredible Alison Packard. She is an award-winning voice actress with over 15 years' experience. She's currently working on Tom and Jerry as well as Disney's Yokai Watch. Alison is no stranger to character work. She voices the characters Little Miss Sunshine, Little Miss Naughty and Little Miss Whoops in the Cartoon Network animated series The Mr Men Show. Alison also has worked on some huge video games such as Metal Gear Solid, Call of Duty, World of Warcraft and Final Fantasy, as well as running a very successful podcast about animation and video games. Welcome, Alison. Hi, Rachel. What a beautiful intro. Happy, happy Monday. Yes. Oh, thank you so much for joining us today and and being here to share your story with everybody. Oh, you're so welcome. (laughs) And you're based out in Los Angeles, aren't you? I am. And oh my goodness, your voice to me just sounds absolutely breathtaking. I love it. Oh, thank you. That's very that's very kind of you. I love your voice. So there we go. It's that, that accent thing, isn't it? We're like, oh, your accent, your accent. Um, <laughs> how did you get started in the industry? Well, you know, it, you kind of think in a way when you when you trace back the dots, you see from an early age that there's that like passion for for speaking. (laughs) I remember, you know, always being the first person to raise my hand when it would be like, who wants to read out loud in the class? I'd be like, oh, you know, raise my hand as often as I could. Um, And I started acting in school plays and just, you know, thinking that I wanted to be an actor at a pretty young age. I think um, my first play was in the first grade. Um, So I was always loving theater and everything. And then when I got into high school, I started working at the high school radio station and um, doing oratorical essays and stuff like that. 
And then when I got to college, continued that and, and got my first voiceover audition at one of uh, the local casting agencies in Boston. So I, I, the town I grew up in was called Hanson, Massachusetts. Really small town. There wasn't much entertainment, but I definitely always was bugging my mom to like, you know, what, what can I get in commercials or anything like that? And and then um, when I finally got my first voiceover audition, it just was synchronicity. And um, it was an e-learning job. And I happened to book it. And Woo-hoo. it was through that job, you know, it was e-learning. So it was like an, a longer ongoing thing for eight months. And um, I just loved going into a studio. I loved everything about that world. And um, so, you know, it became viable to me at maybe 18 or 19 that that was a career. Mm. And then um, when I moved out to Los Angeles, I was already kind of like thinking voice acting and on camera. And um, voice acting was just much more fruitful. Mm, Yes. (laughs) Much more fruitful in the beginning. And, um, you know, when you're just getting started in uh, on camera, you be doing extra work and stand in work and auditioning for indie projects. And so it's kind of like, uh, oh, vo- actors are the low men in the totem pole. But voice yeah. actors was like, hey, you're with the crew. Like, you're yeah. cool. Like, <laughs> so yeah. I was so drawn to it. And, and I've always loved it. Wonderful. And I do, I feel like, you know, we we get drawn into it, don't we? Into voiceovers. I think those who who do voiceovers and who have success in voiceovers, we there, there's. It's, I always find it fascinating hearing people's stories and how they came into it because it's you yeah. are very much drawn into it. And I know lots of people who've who've tried very hard not to. You know what I mean? They've tried to be sensible <laughs> yeah. and go and get a sensible job, but in the end, it pulls you back. Um, yeah, there's something something magical about the voiceover industry. Yeah, and it it very quickly becomes front and center where. Yeah you know, um, where, you know, it really needs to have that position. Um, A lot of times, you know, you'll hear um, actors sort of later being like, I want to break into voiceover and happy to support and willing to support anybody that makes that shift. But if it's not really in that front and center position, then um, it's not always the thriving career that people aspire to. Um, Because it's not really something that you do – I mean, it, it absolutely, anybody can work at any level in any market um, and be satisfied. But um, it really, you know, if you want to build a lifelong career, it, it has to sort of become <laughs> front and center, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And it takes work. It takes work. It takes dedication. It takes commitment. Um, yeah. So what's been, do you have, like, tell us one of your favorite projects that you've worked on and why? <laughs> I know it's a um, difficult one. <laughs> I, I well, I think one of my favorite projects that I worked on, uh, um, working on is um, Rugrats. Just came out here in the oh, U.S. and yes. I got to play um, the role of Josh, who is he's the bully of the babies. So they recast all the original babies, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, but there just weren't a lot of uh, roles available, and this was my favorite show growing up. Yes, um, me too. <laughs> yes, I was Nickelodeon like that in, in the '90s, and like yeah. Doug and all and all the live action, Hey Dude, and all that stuff. I was a huge Nick kid, and yeah. so um, you know, getting to audition and then book that show was just like a dream come true. And um, because Josh is such a, he's kind of a bully. He's like, Hey, you good babies, get out of my face! 
he's just like people really uh resonate with him and and my son laughs so much so <laughs> so it's been really fun to do that character it definitely sticks out in my mind nice nice good stuff excellent um and what do you think what would you say are the keys to being a successful voiceover artist well, I mean, I think it's multi-pronged. I mean, number one, talent is king. Mm. Um, and and by that, I would say more than anything is acting yeah. and your delivery. I mean, I, out here in the States, we hear all kinds of quirky voices that you would not, you know, people were not necessarily saying, oh, you should do voiceover, like a very ordinary voice or a very quirky voice, but not what we think of as, you know, a traditionally standard, enjoyable voice. And sometimes those are what sound most authentic. Yeah. So it really is delivery, act, acting, authenticity. Um, that That is king. Um, yeah. But also vocal diversity, vocal versatility, being able to deliver different types of copy to give you the most opportunities. So, you know, co having a great commercial read, but having a great radio read as compared to a great TV read, being able to read for promo is going to give you more opportunity, being able to um, do character voices and different types of characters is um, going to give your, your agents the opportunity to submit you on more projects and you to submit yourself if that's um, what you're doing. But the more opportunity you have, the more um, chance you have to book. So I think that's important. And then the other key thing is to know that you're running a business. Yeah. And so really, you are an entrepreneur and a, yeah. a small business. And so knowing um, how to manage your money, wh where to yeah. invest your money, because it absolutely, microphones and Source Connect Pro and everything that you, you invest in um, is an investment, but making sure that you are you are investing in your business wisely is uh, something that isn't necessarily taught, but something you kind of got to learn along the way as well. Absolutely. And that's a big part of like, I'm, I love teaching about voiceover business and marketing and that side of, of the industry, because I think it's so, so important. Um, and here at the voiceover yes. network, we, yeah, we really kind of, we've got a lot going on in terms of the voiceover business side of things. So, um, yeah, which is, which and you is get exciting. some of the most amazing, um, workshops and I, I'm always so inspired when I see who you guys are getting. Oh, um, thank you. Yeah, it's exciting. And I, you know, I think with, you know, especially the way the world is at the moment, everything is online. So it's it kind of it means the world has sort of shrunk um, because, yeah, we can work remotely. And as voiceover artists, we're yeah. so lucky that we've, we've, I mean, with the pandemic and everything, we were kind of, we were set up and ready with home studios and things like Source Connect um, and Clean Feed and IPDTL. So it's, uh, yeah, it's been quite incredible, hasn't it? It really has been. And, you know, in in Los Angeles, I guess we a little bit have the range because we have a decent amount of on-camera actors that also are very good at voiceover. And um, we're used to going in a studio because we have an abundance of studios yeah. here. So there were a few people scrambling to get um, their home studio up and running. But those of us that did promo and, um, you know, more commercial stuff, um, yeah, we were just ready to go. And, and how fortunate, yeah. how how lucky because um yeah it's uh, the whole the whole situation has been difficult to even you know emotionally deal with let alone um the challenges that can occur with your with your work situation so my heart yeah. really goes out to everyone that has been struggling through to find their way with that 
Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, here, yeah, I feel that too. And I know that lots of people have, have had a very difficult time. But it's also, I think it's um, what's happened with the pandemic is that it's made everybody have to reassess their lives. And yeah. you know, so many people have changed jobs, uh, you know, have made massive changes in their life, their lifestyles, because, you know, when something like the pan, you know, with the pandemic, it, it's, yeah, it's forced us all to reassess and, um, and, I know lots of people who've come into the voiceover industry, you know, because they were furloughed or they lost their jobs or they, you know, their business was forced to shut down and they've gone, it's made them sort of sit there and go, well, what would I really like to do? Oh, voiceover is something that I always wanted to do. So, you know, there have been some sort of strange, wonderful positives that have come out from the negatives. That makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, we realize how how impermanent everything is and how short yeah. life is and yeah. and really at the end of the day, <laughs> yeah, uh money having enough money is important, but what is really important is there's so much other currency in the world in terms of joy, in terms of peace. Yeah. Um in terms of of creative satisfaction, and at the end of the day, those are so much more important and I think, you know, when we when we got still and and stopped um needing you know we're, we're quiet enough and and tuned in with ourselves enough you know we're able to realize what really is important yeah yeah we reevaluate definitely so guys we're just going to take a short pause now to hear from our fabulous sponsors this podcast is sponsored by audient studio spares black cat music studio bricks Hindenburg and Sennheiser. Today's episode is powered by the Audient ID14 Mark II. Audient has become a key player within the recording world, boasting a competitive range of studio essentials. Find out more by heading over to audient.com. This podcast is recorded using the Imperative Audio Portable Vocal Booth and is sponsored by studiospares.com the UK's best single-source pro audio supplier, offering up to 20% discount on selected products to the VoiceOver Network members. Black Cat Acoustics, proud to be the UK distributor for the Studio Bricks VoiceOver booths. Sennheiser supports you in your VoiceOver production with great-sounding microphones and headphones. They are ideal for natural recordings and critical monitoring applications where they ensure that your voiceovers make the difference. And finally, I want to tell you about Hindenburg Narrator, intelligent and intuitive software editing to solve your most common audiobook narration challenges, from uneven levels and noise reduction to ACX and Findaway validation. Download your exclusive Von 60-day trial and $50 discount code at hindenburg.com forward slash voiceover network. Okay, so we're back. Um, what I would like to talk about is challenges. Um, can, you, can you share with us um, a challenge that you've had in your career and how you overcame it? Yeah. Well, one year ago, I got back on social media after a 14-month hiatus. And wow. um, I I was just feeling 
really like I didn't have enough time to work on some of the creative projects. I'm also a writer. I'm a, I've written on the TV show Barbie Dreamtopia and on Poppycat, which was also oh, a British show yeah. um, and a U.S. show. Um, so I worked with a writing partner on Barbie, and and um, I had a screenplay idea I wanted to write. So I I took what was just going to be one to three months off of social, and I just enjoyed it so much that I didn't, I kept not wanting to get back on. And eventually, you know, the the pandemic hit and I was chatting with my agents and they were really like, this, you know, is becoming more and more important in a lot of different ways. And so I kind of had to figure out what I was going to talk about that was going to be authentically me Mm -hmm. and, um, but also be exciting and not feel like, um, you know, I was just hyping up whatever I was working on. So yeah. I actually rebooted this podcast I had that started in 2009 as uh, a YouTube show. Yeah. And oh my gosh, I wish I never stopped because if if I was consistent, I think it would just be so huge now. But um, it was everybody was working for free and um, and uh, it's called Allison's Wonderland and it is an interview show where. It's a podcast and an interview show where I sit down with people that work in animation and video games, and we talk about the behind the scenes of animation and video games. And so that was taking it from scratch and rebooting it as like an IGTV show and trying to build a community, which you've done an amazing job um, of building community. But that's something that's always been so important to me. And so starting over again and then now with – um, TikTok, which is um, and video editing through Instagram Reels, mm. um, it's been challenging to kind of reinvent the wheel and like force myself to get up to speed with that, yeah. and um, and find how it's going to be fun and interesting. But the show has really, I think, started to find its audience with both fans and surprisingly. A lot of aspiring voice actors and voice actors yeah. um, who want to hear other voice actors and other show creators and writers for animation and video games and um, explore that side of things. Um, so at first, it was such an uphill battle. And then over time, you know, taking daily action or, yep. you know, consistent action it has become easier. <laughs> yeah. So I can now, after a year of consistency, look in the rearview mirror and say, "Yeah, we've 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 ma- we've made some strides, and um, and I'm proud of where we're at. And there's still there's still a lot to go. But um, you know, I would encourage anybody that is struggling with where they're at on social media to just start taking action, consistent action, even if you're worried about the messy in the middle, because nobody's expecting it to be perfect. And even if you feel in the beginning, like nobody's listening that, that it is there and that it serves as your own personal timeline for where you were at in these times. So um, you can do it. (laughs) Just keep taking action. Absolutely. Absolutely. One of my, one of my favorite kind of little quotes is, you know, imperfection is perfect. 
And so, yeah, mm. and it is that thing of don't, yeah, you don't have to be perfect. You don't have to, because I think people struggle with social media because they think, oh my gosh, I've got to be really interesting and I've got to be, or I've got to be funny or, and actually social media works when we're just, when we're, when we're authentic, as you said before, but also interacting with other people. I always say that that's, that's a really important right. part of social media. It's, it's not just about you posting, it's about you going and connecting and interacting and liking and retweeting and commenting on other people's posts um which can be really really valuable um so yeah yeah wonderful. yeah yeah <sighs> wonderful wonderful and so and how how important has networking been to you in your career i mean i think most of my great best opportunities have come from relationships that i've had yeah you know, you work on one show and then the director goes on to something else and the producers go on to something else. And um, you're just so much more likely to book the opportunities in which people are familiar with your work. Yeah. Um, so I, I think it's been very important. Um, but more than, you know, I guess networking can sometimes have you know, different connotations, but it really is nurturing and watering that garden of relationships. And, and, um, and also, <laughs> you know, um, trying to get more comfortable with, with sharing my work um, with yeah. people and reaching out every time I do, you know, I just cut together a new um, video reel of, of video game samples. And so, um, you know, reconnecting. Who who might want to see some of these new characters? Who might might be served? Who might I be? You know, also helping by sending this their way because who knows? They might be looking for that thing. And and of course, you know, it's still always gonna. It it comes down to the audition at the end of the day. But if if they know and work with you, um, then the people are much more likely to hire you. Yeah. And you know, it's been interesting to. You know, um, I I haven't done much marketing um, since the pandemic because people aren't at the studios anymore, at their offices anymore. Most people have um, have gone home yeah. uh, or working from home, and and you don't necessarily have a casting director's home address. So, um, you know, I've been doing social media and, and occasionally emailing, but I'm curious. Um, you know, how you guys have been approaching that as well. Are you, you know, are you uh, doing any marketing or are you, what are you, you and your clients? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, there's plenty to continue doing with, so email, telephone and social media. Uh, but yeah. yeah, in terms of sending stuff, that has been challenging. But, you know, we we have sent stuff out, but we just contacted them and said we'd like to send you something. Could you give us your address? Um, yeah, and and so you can do that. But I mean, it just depends in terms of if it's going to be a lot of stuff you're sending to lots of different people. Then that's going to be quite time consuming. But I, you know, I definitely think for our you know clients as well, particularly, you know, we should be sending them stuff. You know, just letting them know that you're still. You're available and just keeping keeping mm -hmm. sort of top of mind for, you know, projects and things that are coming up. Definitely. Absolutely. Definitely. Definitely. Um, and so what do you do? And uh, this is something, you know, voiceover artists, obviously, you know, trends change in the industry. Things change. Um, we have gr wonderful times, but we also have times that are difficult. Um, how do you stay current and motivated? 
Hmm. I think um, one way I stay current and motivated is by listening to a lot of podcasts and yep. checking in with um, other artists, voiceover yeah. artists, and what they're up to and, and seeing the changes and shifts in the industry. And and um, with animation and anime and video games, um, conventions and in-person appearances and online signings are becoming a bigger and bigger part so, um, you know, that's an interesting shift. Mm. You're seeing um, much more um, emphasis, less for voiceover, but becoming more important, just um, uh, building your own fan base and, um, and yeah, just different changes in how people are editing together demos and uh, marketing and stuff like that. So it's it's always good to check in and see. And conventions, voiceover conventions are a great way to stay current. Um, but it, it really is important to know your business. And just the changes in the reads. I mean, you you see it in, in the breakdowns and um, what is uh, more popular and not. And, but then, you know, we I always go to a website like iSpot TV to see the current uh, airing commercial campaigns, especially the celebrity ones, because then I, I hear, okay, you know, if a celebrity is voicing Southwest and they want a similar sound or they reference that person, I want to hear what their commercial read actually sounds like, not just what they sound like on a TV show. Um, and, uh, yeah. And it's just so much easier when you hear, a campaign with a music bed or get an idea mm. for how they edit to then match the tone of your audition to what what they usually produce, what the produced spot sounds like. Awesome. Um, what's, the, what's that website so, called again? iSpot.tv. Awesome. Nice. That's yeah, a really nice a tip as well. Resource. I think it's, it's so important with auditions to get a feel for what, you know the brand sound is the kind of style the feel so that you can yes. you can you don't want to impersonate or directly replicate but you want to get 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 in the the vibe get that feeling yeah. you know and and just get in the right mind space um when you're in the audition so awesome to yeah have. and when i when i work with my you know i coach friends and and you know people occasionally here and there um if they need some extra support. And sometimes if I just play the music bed yeah. uh, of a similar spot, it's like it instantly sinks them in. And you're a singer as well, right, Rachel? Yes, I am. Yeah. So, I mean, those of us that that are that love music, it, yeah. it, and that's many voice actors, yeah. um, there's an oral element. And um, you just can sink in so much better if you hear hear what what that song might be in the background like oh I really need to pick up the pace (laughs) yes yeah absolutely and I've done it with um with characters in video games so what I tend to do is I I I'll put together a a playlist for my character Mm. and so then when I go back for you know for pickups or another session I will listen to that music on the way and it just for me you know it really gets me into the into the mind of my character. That is great. 
Yeah. That's such a great idea. It's quite fun. It's quite fun, especially when you're going from, you know, when you're working on lots of different projects and lots of different characters going on and you want to kind of go back to that character. So so it's quite a nice little tip, guys, to to set yourself up a little playlist of songs that go with that character um, so that you can kind of, yeah, get back into, into the mode. So. so, Alison, what advice would you give to a younger you? Well, um, I mean, my number one advice is just to keep going. Yeah. Um, if I'd quit in any of the early years or decided to get a different job, um, it would it, it would not have brought me to where I am. Yeah. So if it's something you're really passionate about, stick with it. And you know, when I really doubled down, and it, it took maybe five years of still working and working and doing anim- animated shows and doing commercials and doing games until I could really quit my day job, you know. But when I did, wow, um, though, you know, it, the, it was night and day between how my career evolved in those first few years when I was working full-time. And I felt like I was doing the same amount of effort, but for whatever reason, something shifted. Um, so I think that, that in every voice actor's life, there will be a point where it's time to take the leap of faith and at yeah, that to point jump. I would say yes yeah i would say go jump yeah. um t- take a deep breath and um you know of course um take care of yourself and and save what you can and it's it's night and day um when you make that leap just something energetically when the universe knows that you are putting everything towards it i think your efforts double down and and your opportunities increase Definitely, definitely. I remember that moment for me. And I remember kind of realizing that I was I was putting so much energy uh, into a job that I didn't want to be doing. And and I suddenly realized yeah. that I needed to take that energy and put it into my voiceover career. So I I I remember there was a moment where it was it was kind of scary to kind of drop that yeah. one thing. But I had to, I had to almost I think sometimes you have to put yourself in an uncomfortable position to make it work as well when it Otherwise, you can kind yeah. of just keep sort of, you know, plodding along and just about surviving. But sometimes we do have to take those risks. I agree. And, you know, that that also comes down to the being a business owner. Yeah. And, um, you know, just investing in your business, right? We're not going to yeah. necessarily have an angel investor that's yeah. um, going to come on board <laughs> our team. So we have to be our own angel investor and say, yeah. okay. Um, you are the CEO of YOU. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. it's it's exciting and I know it's scary, but looking back now, it's like, okay, yes, I'm going to be okay. I knew, yeah. you know, I was fine. It all yeah. worked out. Definitely. And so I, I would let people know that you, you can be okay too. <laughs> yes. Yes. Just make sure you surround yourself with the right people. I think that's really important and a, and a voiceover community. Wonderful. And um, tell us, who or what inspires you? Oh, so many things inspire me. (laughs) Um, So many people are inspiring me. Right now, I would say my son inspires me so much. Playing with him, and um, he's my only child, So, and we've lived through a global pandemic together, so we play a lot. We uh, watch TV together and... um, He'll even be like, 
mommy, that was a good voice. (laughs) I'm like, oh, really? Get out my voice recorder and like, you know, if we're playing, he's like, I'm like, how old does that kid sound? He'd be like a 10. I'm like, okay, all right. Just make a little (laughs) note to myself. Um, So, you know, playing with kids is a great way to to develop your character voices. Reading to kids is great for working on your um, long form narration and um, just staying present to the joy that is out there in every moment. I mean, I think most of us got into this career because it is a very joyful career and it's creatively fulfilling. And you get when you're working with people and collaborating, it's such an amazing feeling. Um, And yeah, there are times, especially over the past year where I'm not getting out of my home studio as much, that it can be hard to approach the auditions, you know, by yourself in the booth another day. Um. I have a little ritual I do where I call in the muses and ask for support from the universe and, you know, uh, do my warm-ups and, you know, just um, get the energy pumping and and switch it up. And, and, you know, I have a lot of voice actor friends, and um, it's good to be able to, you know, my husband might not be able to relate to a battle wound story about what happened in a game session today versus like, oh, I, I got so hoarse and you know, yeah. I needed to go see a doctor or whatever. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, it really, perspective is everything. And um, somebody had a great quote. I don't remember it exactly, but um, remember when you wanted what you have now. And I, I love that. Love that. That's so important. That is absolutely brilliant. Yeah. A wonderful quote. I mean, if if we if we keep projecting in the future about where we want our career to go and what we're we're striving for, that's important. But we also need to to look in the rearview mirror every once in a while and be like, there was a time when all I wanted was what I have now. Yeah. And um and and evaluate and, and take time to really have gratitude for where where you're at in the process, because, you know, it's we're not we're not actually going to be able to go back, and this is where we're at, and it's it's beautiful. It's just a matter of perspective. I love that. What a wonderful, wonderful way to finish this amazing podcast. It's been such an honor to have you on the Voiceover Hour podcast. Thank you, Alison. Thank you, Rachel. It was so nice to meet you. What a what a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Voiceover Hour podcast season two. Brought to you by the VoiceOver Network with special sponsors, Audient, Studio Spares, Black Cat Music Studio Bricks, Hindenburg, and Sennheiser. My name's Rachel Naylor. Thank you so much for joining us. Make sure you check out our next episode, bringing you more behind-the-scenes stories in the voiceover industry.